0: Wow, here we are. Welcome to, oh there's a few flies kicking around, hopefully that's not going to be too big an issue, but welcome to uh, first week of groups. I'm down here at the Creekside Fire Area, uh, just putting putting a few thoughts together and just spending some time praying for our family this week, for the things we reflect on. Yeah, my prayer is your time together has just already been comfortable and joyful and that's a great time to be together with faces of people who are pursuing after Jesus, and that's really what these uh, nights are about, our opportunity to reflect, connect, pray for each other, in with the reality of God, reach for some things in our lives and in our shared story uh, that see more of Jesus' His kingdom, his spirit alive in us, and the things of, uh, of his plan and purpose for his people taking hold in us. So that's my prayer that this would contribute to that. And so this isn't this isn't the biggest part of the night. This is just one little piece of it, just a thought and a contribution to to the discussions of your your evening and yeah, just just want to begin by praying. Yeah. You know? Jesus, we just ask that you would just meet us in these thoughts and these scriptures and these words that we share together and in the, in the discussions and the reflections that that follow on from this. We just ask your spirit to just come and occupy the rooms that we're in and the spaces and the places that we're sharing together. Would you use these words uh, by your spirit alive in us to be seeds that um, yeah, come, come and bring life in the, in the spaces and places we find ourselves. So we commit this time, these considerations, these words to you, and we reach for something more than an idea to know or a concept to debate. Oh, yes, Jesus, that we might experience you. We desire you. We want the things of you alive in in our day-to-day lives, in our worlds, and we want to partner with that, with all that we are. And so would you meet us in that here in this time, and we just commit it to you in your name. Amen. Well, I'll jump in because we don't take too long here. I, uh, I've i got a key verse, you know, which which we'll do each week, but um, a key verse this week that, that has been You know, sort of on my mind that I've read sort of three or four days in a row, and I thought, yeah, I think thing. Let's let's start there. And so, um, really, the theme or the topic, and that's probably already been introduced. There is this idea of our lives being consecrated to God. And there's a phrase in this in this passage that really struck me, and it's that idea. um, You know, that I really came looking for. But the verse is First Thessalonians uh, chapter five, verse fourteen to twenty four. I'll read it here, but maybe you pull it out in front of you as well if you've got a Bible app or a Bible with you, I'm going to read from Amplified. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14 to 24. So let's, let's take a minute and read this. It says, We earnestly urge you believers, admonish those who are out of line, the undisciplined, the unruly, the disorderly, And we're not not pointing any fingers here. We're not not picking anyone out. (laughs) But admonish those who are out of line, the undisciplined, the unruly, the disorderly. Encourage the timid who lack spiritual courage and help the spiritually weak. Be very patient with everyone, always controlling your temper. See that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek that which is good for one another and for all people. Rejoice always and delight in your faith. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. In every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench or subdue or be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Do not scorn or reject the gifts of prophecy or prophecies, spoken revelation, words of instruction or exhortation or warning, but test all things, carefully so that you can recognize what is good hold firmly to that which is good abstain from every form of evil withdraw and keep away from it now may the god of peace himself sanctify you through and through that is separate you from the from profane and vulgar things and make you pure and whole and undamaged consecrated to him set apart for his purpose. May your spirit and soul and body be kept complete and be found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful and absolutely trustworthy is he who is calling you to himself for your salvation and he will do it. He will fulfill his call by making you holy, guarding you, watching over you and protecting you as his own. I mean, what a beautiful passage that Presents us, you know, in the first half, with these opportunities to to reflect on the space and place, our our living, our lifestyle, the 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 ways in which we're we're. Um, yeah, receiving the things of God, persistent in prayer and responsive to the guidance of Holy Spirit, and you know, rejecting not not rejecting prophecy, being patient with people, seeking that which is good, rejecting that which is evil, delighting in our faith, being thankful. There's so much in there that's such a gift to our daily life, and then and then it culminates in this in this idea of. Um, God himself sanctifying us through and through, separating us, consecrating us for his purpose, that we may be found complete and blameless, and that he is the one who's gonna do it. God is gonna do it, he's gonna establish this through and through sanctification and this consecration, this setting apart of our life for his purpose. He's going to accomplish that in your world and in mine, and only he can. Our efforts or our choice or our decision alone cannot sanctify a life. We cannot be holy in and of ourselves. We cannot achieve a setting apart for purpose by our own will or determination or desire. God comes and by His Spirit, He takes that which is offered to Him, sets it apart, makes it holy, sanctifies it, raises it up by the power of His Spirit, and accomplishes what only He can within us and through us, guarding us, protecting us for that day of Christ. Christ's return, and I think what a beautiful idea! What what a powerful picture of a God who's going to accomplish in us what only He can, and God will do it. I love that phrase in here, and you know, right in the middle of all of this is is this idea of a life consecrated to Him. You know this this idea of consecrated is is being set apart for a purpose. It's being uh, made holy or sacred and set apart for a purpose. And I think. To imagine that our lives can be set apart for the purpose of serving God, of standing for His kingdom, of, of finding ourselves in service to the to the to the will of God, the desire of His heart, the achievement of Him among His people—that that's a that's a privilege, like the greatest privilege that we could um, see our lives set in motion for, that they would serve God, and that He's going to accomplish that, you know. But but there's there's another part. Um, You know that 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 we find because because we go "Well, well. Why isn't he just doing it then? Why isn't my life holy? Why isn't it sanctified? Why isn't it set apart? Why is there still, uh, why is it still hard to to live a life fully for God? Why does the the competing desires of uh, of the self life or the natural man continue to get its say? Why is it not just all? If He's going to do it, how come it's not done? You know, and and that is a process. We know that that's a process. Let's let's accept that that's a process that comes in increasing measure. But what's our role in this? You know, because sometimes we try and do the sanctifying, which is the bit that God's going to do, and only He can do it. The God of Peace Himself will sanctify you through and through. That's the that's the passage. That's that's the verse. That's the words of Paul. The God of Peace Himself will sanctify you through and through, set you apart for His purpose, consecrate your life to Him, uh, keep you and protect you and establish you. You know, we we must we must accept that that His Spirit is going to accomplish this. But but take a look. Let's take a look together at Romans chapter six verse 13, just for a second. You know, maybe maybe this speaks a little bit to the, the, the peace that's ours. He, he says here, Paul, in, in the letter to the Romans, in verse 6 to 13, says, Do not go on offering members of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but offer yourselves to God in a decisive act, as those alive, raised from the dead to a new life, and your members, all your abilities, sanctified and set apart, as instruments of righteousness yielded to God. You know, I love this idea because we have, the, we have the free choice here. We are the ones who get to choose what we offer our life to. But offer yourselves to God in a decisive act. You know, I, I I believe that sometimes we we can focus on the wrong piece of the puzzle. We can try and do all the sanctifying. We can try and do all the making holy. When really all we needed to do was come and offer our life to God as a decisive act. that that we would be set apart, that all of our abilities, as this said, would be sanctified and set apart, become instruments of righteousness yielded to God. But the key here is that our lives would be offered to Him. You know, if I think about that in a day-to-day sense, what do I rise to offer my life to? Do I offer it to financial success? Do I offer it to my family? Do I offer it to work? Do I offer it to getting things done? Do I take it for myself? Do I offer it to God? What would it look like? I, and, I, and gee, it would be nice if this was a one-off, wouldn't it? Just, I've offered it to you, now you have it, and I can't take it back and it's not mine. But I think this is a daily, maybe even a moment by moment, maybe even a multiple times a day. God, I offer this life to you. And in that space, to believe that this passage in First Thessalonians is going to be accomplishing us, God will do it. The God of peace himself will sanctify me through and through, set my life apart, guard it and protect it for a purpose by his mind to offer. Have I offered it to him? Am I offering it to him? I love the way that's put in Romans 6, 13. But offer yourselves to God in a decisive act as those alive, raised from the dead to a new life, and your members, all your abilities sanctified and set apart as instruments of righteousness. Offer ourselves to God in a decisive act. That's my role. You know, one last passage or two two more, but Romans 12, verse 1 to 2 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, Romans 12, 1 to 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. Do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you present your bodies, dedicate all of yourself as a living sacrifice is another way of saying, take all that you are and offer it to God as your sacrifice. It's ours to present to him, our life presented and offered to him on a daily basis to be progressively changed and transformed. That's what he's going to do. I'm going to sanctify you through and through. This says he's going to, he's going to progressively change and transform your life you know there's an identity declaration that i want to close this thought with and i'll leave this with us as we sort of throw this around in our groups and there's some questions that are kicking around but it's a declaration that's the culmination of this sanctifying process and it's a collective declaration and a collective identity and it's in 1st peter chapter 2 verse 9 to 10 in the amplified and it says but you are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a a special people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people at all, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Ah, Jesus, we thank you that you have declared over us this sanctifying process that you are going to do, that you are going to accomplish, that you are going to be faithful in, and that in this we would be a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, and a people for your own possession by your spirit, would you produce this in us as we offer our lives to you, as we present our lives to you as a sacrifice in a daily, daily basis. God, help us to remember where to put our energy and that you are going to accomplish the sanctifying as we do the offering. And we thank you that, that there's a piece of this we can partner with, but we've got a powerful, passionate God who will accomplish it. You will do it, we believe. Amen. Well, that's the uh that's the thought for this week uh yeah let's let's jump into some consideration of it Uh, a life consecrated to god offered to him presented to him that is being affected by a god who is sanctifying through and through the life we live setting us apart consecrating our life for him let's uh let's let's chew on it it's uh it's a pleasure to to be in this together and uh yeah we'll look forward to worshiping together on sunday night as well but yeah i pray a blessing over your time together for the rest of the evening so talk to you soon